So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Easy Conversations. I just want to start off by saying thanks to everyone who listened to the last episode featuring the homie Matt and I. Matt, say what's up to the people. What's up, everyone? And I hope everyone's excited for tonight's episode because these two guests that Eric's going to introduce, I'm just so happy to be recording with them again. We brought all the heavy hitters up for this one. So for episode 48 of Easy Conversations, I'm extremely excited to bring back to the program now making his fifth appearance on the podcast. A good friend of the program. You listeners love and hate him. (laughs) 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 I'm just kidding. You all love him. It's the homie, Bassam Issa. (laughs) Say what's up to the people. What's up, guys? I'm happy. (laughs) Damn, man. Uh, People hate me. You know what? It's uh, it's okay. Yeah, five. I, I can't even remember the past four. That's crazy. But uh, I'm happy to be here. This is an exciting episode. That I'm bodes well for tonight. This next, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, this next guest you're going to introduce. Uh, no, but Sam, super happy to have you back on. Of course, we kid, we kid. Thanks, guys. And our next guest is now making his three-peat appearance on the program. The homie, you'll remember him from the Comedy List episode and a little cup of tea on the return of the NHL episode with Zach Saloom. Great guest as well. The homie Curtis Daigle. Say what's up to the people. Hey, what's up, guys? Happy to be making my third appearance. Looking forward to discussing some movies with you fine gentlemen. So the topic of this episode will be basically going over a list of five movies that we've all um, compiled of movies that would fall under the hidden gem category. And what that may mean for us is a movie that isn't doesn't get as much recognition as it should or could. While some of the movies on my list, for example, I'll speak for myself, you may have heard of. You just, they're not well known in the mainstream cinema world. So we're going to go over round table style, start off number five, and then go in reverse snake order and give our thoughts. Spoiler free for the most part, as these are movies that for the most part you haven't seen. So we're trying to give off recommendations. Bassam, let's not get too into the spoilers here, but we'll give a disclaimer when we are going to spoil a little. So I was thinking, Matt, seeing as actually, I also want to say, Matt, a happy belated birthday at the time of recording. It was your birthday yesterday, so happy birthday. Happy birthday, Matt. Matt. So on that note, I think it's only (laughs) right that you start us off here with your number five on your hidden gem movie list. Thanks, Eric. And before I start, I just want to say the list was so hard for me to make, but then I decided to just limit myself to like, I'm not going to pick foreign films or horror I'm not going to go too old, like pick old movies. So I stuck to the, the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. And then I formed, like I wrote 40 movies down. And I had to narrow that to five. <laughs> yeah, well, a lot of them, yeah. So I, I haven't I, even I went... seen 40 movies. <laughs> um, anyways, without further ado. Okay, the first movie I picked is called Primal Fear from 1996. It's got Edward Norton in it, Richard Gere, and Laura Linney. It's basically a courtroom drama crime movie. And Edward Norton basically plays an altar boy who gets accused of murdering a priest. And it's basically the whole court case and the investigation. And Richard Gere is the lawyer, the main character. Phenomenal movie. If you like courtroom dramas and crime, like a Law and Order or CSI, this is what it is, but so much better with killer like story turns and twists. That's all I need to say, really. Those who have seen it, like, know what I'm talking about. And I just, rec- like, seek out this movie, everyone. Primal Fear. Okay. Any of you heard of it? Reco- I recognize the title. Uh, me too. But I haven't seen it. No, oh, that's it. I just recognize the title. 
A bit before your time, but Sam, maybe. Uh, 96, man. I was born when that movie was made. Yeah. <laughs> dropped. So, so you have an excuse. Me, I just, I just haven't seen it, so... I mean, either the title rings a bell, same same boat as Basam mm-hmm. here. I haven't seen it. No, it, it I'll, I'll pretty much it. introduced it introduced Edward Norton to like the acting world. That was his big break. So, well, when was when was Fight Club filmed? Yeah, three years later. Okay. Actually, Edward Norton was nominated for an Oscar for this movie. Actually, Best Supporting Actor. Really? He's amazing in this movie. Amazing. I like Edward Norton, so yeah. I'm, I'm definitely gonna add yeah. that to the list. American this, History like, X. This was a year before mm-hmm. American History X, or two years before. And he was nominated for that too. So like he was a big powerhouse in the late nineties. Yeah. yeah. Solid four year run. <laughs> <laughs> hey, two Oscar Stopped nominations in four in two years. Yeah, it's a great one. Yeah. And he could have been something huge in the, in the Marvel universe, but yeah. that's a different story. It's a whole whole other beast. So Curtis, what would be your number five on the list? Uh. I probably am going to get the the controversial one out of the way first. Uh, and, and in addition to that, Eric kind of like pre-spoiled this choice. I think it was part of one of your uh, one of your posts on Instagram. Uh, so when I saw that, I was like, oh, crap. Um, so, yeah. So my fifth uh, choice for this list would be Donnie Darko. Oh, nice. um, which yes. I don't know if people would classify as a hidden gem or not. Um but my reasoning behind this is that uh, it's it's kind of like a cult classic, which I find kind of synonymous with hidden gem. Like it's really it's loved by those who know it, but um, it's not known by the masses, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so uh, I know that the movie didn't get a lot of traction in the box office. I think um, I think the advertisement for the movie had a plane crash in it, and because it was being advertised like right after 9-11 um they didn't actually uh, run the the trailer for the movie just like out of respect for what happened so it, it didn't do so well in the box office and it kind of gained its traction afterwards just from like you know people actually seeing it after the fact and stuff like that so uh it's a really cool um kind of like uh i don't even know what you would describe it as kind of like a sci-fi th- thriller psychological thriller kind of movie starring young jig gyllenhaal and actually maggie gyllenhaal as well um they play brother and sister which is kind of cool um but yeah like i i won't get into it too much it's kind of creepy it's kind of cool kind of takes you for a trip um and definitely would recommend so i'm sure matt's seen it uh maybe the other two have as well so I actually haven't seen it i want it's on my list though and i actually i saw it's on amazon prime i'm pretty sure so I'll definitely get yeah. to it. And you said something interesting too about how it didn't do well at the box office and then became a cult hit later. Like to me, that would be the definition of a hidden gem is a movie that isn't, doesn't get that much success at the box office and only like the core, I don't know, cinephiles, I guess, who know about it know that it's a hidden gem. Like, you just know. I agree. I would, I would say it's a hidden gem based on your definition and mine. But Sam, <laughs> have you seen it? It's it's also on my list. I, I'm a I'm a big I'm a big Jake Gyllenhaal fan. I have I haven't seen all his all his movies, but yeah, I'm definitely gonna watch uh, Donnie Darko soon. Curtis, you ex- you explained the movie beautifully, actually, and I would just add that like, it's very dreamlike and has horror mm-hmm. elements. I find like there's uh, a lot of 
people that are into horror movies know Donnie Darko and love it because it's like it, it's fringe, you know, it's that fringe movie. Right. And no, you said everything beautifully. Can't add it to that. It's a must see. It's a it's yeah. the ultimate cult movie. Yeah, for sure. Like the creepy parts in that movie, like they just hit me differently, you know, like like the I don't want to say too much, but like the voices and stuff mm-hmm. like that that they use for some of the parts and some of the characters. Uh, it really kind of like sends a chill. Um, you know, it's not like cheap, right? It's like yep. there's something more to it than that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely recommend. And the soundtrack's phenomenal. Like, uh, right. you got like Mad World and uh, like I still yeah. listen to some of the songs in the soundtrack. It's really good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> good, good, uh, good first movie. Great pick. But Sam, what about you? What would be your number five? So uh, my number five is uh, a fighting movie, actually, because I'm I really like the fighting genre. So like the Rockies and the Creeds and the uh, Southpaw is good. But this one introduced me to Tom Hardy. It's called Warrior. Mm-hmm. I can see Matt. Matt's nodding his head there. I don't know about you two. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's Tom Hardy, Joel Edgerton, and Nick Nolte. So Nick Nolte plays their father, and these are two estranged brothers, Tom and, and Joel um basically uh it's like a it's it's a drama because it's a family that's like riddled with issues they've been separated for like 14 years uh the father is a a, an alcoholic and kind of was the cause the reason that the family split up and they all kind of went their own ways tom's character joined the marines and he came back and anyways Long story short, they they end up meeting again. Uh, um, they join this MMA tournament with the the big uh, five million dollar uh, prize. So the reason I love the movie so much is because of how emotional it is. I'm a big guy for <laughs> family emotions, like getting back together, nice. and it's one of those like it's it's almost a tearjerker. Yeah. Like it has those scenes that mm-hmm. that kind of get you choking up a bit. And, um, yeah, I think Tom Hardy did great with it. So that's, that's my number five. Have you guys seen right it? On. I haven't seen it, no. Curtis, have you? It was like, I, I used to see it all the time on Netflix. Like, on, you know, I think I may have even had it on my list like a while ago. It was just one of those ones I always wanted to get to, but I never did. I'm, I'm a big Tom Hardy fan as well, so it was like, it, I, you know, I probably almost clicked play on it like five times, just never watched it. So, yeah, now that you guys have talked it up, probably put it back on the list and check it out. Yeah, it's good. Can you believe, Basam, I've only seen the movie for the first time this year, actually. Because I really? was like, I never wanted to click on it. And then I'm like, no, I heard too many. It has a super high rating, right? So it does, I yeah. loved it. And the scene where like the, the dad's standing outside uh, Joel Egerton's house and he's like trying to reconnect. That's, it's heartbreaking. That's the, yeah, that's yeah. the tearjerker yeah. for me. No, it's, it's a great yeah. film. And the fighting's raw and just really w- yeah. realistic. So my number five is a movie that I really think would fall under the hidden gem category not that yours don't but I think this is really like a movie I hadn't even heard of at all until I don't even know how I stumbled upon this but it's Jonah Hill's directorial debut mid 90s it's um coming of age story about a a young boy who grows up in California with a um, single mother and kind of an asshole abusive older brother so there's definitely some like in any coming of age story there it's it's intense stuff and he's just trying to figure out where he belongs in the world and find a little place for himself 
to be happy. And what that ends up being for him is in the world of skateboarding. So he ends up befriending a group of older skateboarders. They're probably like teenagers, 17 to 18 years old, some of them. And he basically goes through the motion. So the character's name is Steve. And he goes through the motions of being like the little homie in the group and having the other kid whose name is Ruben, who was the little homie, try to like big homie him. And there's an interesting dynamic there where Ruben becomes angry at Steve for kind of taking his place and being more respected than he was when he was the little homie. And um, there's just a lot of things like he goes through like smoking for the first time, drinking, uh, hooking up with girls at 12 years old there. So it's really interesting just to see like a really young kid doing all these things that we did as teenagers. I definitely recommend it. Either of you guys seen this movie? Negative. Negative. Uh, I saw this movie actually for the first time this year. I mean, you had recommended it to me, Eric. You watched it a while back. I remember you telling me about it. Um, I loved it. Uh, I hated Ruben. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, it's a it's a great movie. Matt, you've seen it as well. Yeah, the Ruben like Lucas Hedges plays him, and he's great in it. Like he's an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Killer soundtrack. Killer soundtrack. There's great, great comedy, great dialogue, and like it's Jonah Hill, so there's definitely some edgy humor in there. And a lot of relatable moments to begin with and just conversations about like just the boys chilling and talking like some outlandish stuff. It reminded me, I watched it the other day just to make sure I want it on this list. It reminded me, Basam, of like when we just kick it at lunch with the work homies. Like some of the conversation that they had just reminded me of that. And uh, definitely recommend it. It's on Netflix. It's a pretty short watch, like an hour and 40 minutes. So we definitely... Matt, what's what's a kid's name again? Luke, what? Lucas Hedges, I think. He 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 was in um, Manchester by the Sea. Manchester by the Sea yeah. and Eb, Eb, Ebbing whatever the you know that movie with the signs the one that, uh, oh yeah, yeah 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 oh three 12, billboards three outside billboards. Ebbing Missouri three billboards yeah. outside Ebbing Missouri yeah, good yeah call. he's in that as well he good he's call. a good actor he he's good. a like an up and comer yeah he's really good I don't remember him in that movie though three billboards he was the son okay that's good I knew I. I loved mid nineties and I knew I'd like it as soon as like the Steve goes in his brother's room in Ruben's room and like he's got all those nineties hip hop albums and he's got like yeah. a giant a giant gangstar poster, Moment of Truth album poster on his wall and I love that album so Yeah. Okay, so I think we're getting confused here. Ruben isn't his older brother, that's the other guy oh, okay, in the okay. crew. Like the got younger it. Okay, well his older brother's room. His older brother okay, so that guy's in three billboards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, sorry, Eric. <laughs> not, yeah. not, not the real not Ruben. Sorry. Ruben not is Ruben. the cool kid, yes. It's been a while. And it's, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> That's but why you couldn't remember him in page. three billboards. Yeah. But I agree, Matt. I, I love that scene as well, even though like it's, yeah. it's kind of rough there and some of the stuff that happens in the house, but it's good stuff. Curtis, definitely recommend. Like, there's a, like Matt said, great soundtrack, and it's funny, good story. Like Some emotional moments in there too, so. Definitely yeah, I haven't even heard of that one actually, so it's interesting. Yeah, it it garnered like a cult following, I'd say, and definitely that's how it became a hidden gem. Um, so yeah, that, that's my number five. I can go right back to my number four now, <laughs> which which would take be... it away. <laughs> so the Sam, one of your or actually your last appearance on the show was every hero needs a villain, and I think in recent history there aren't many villains as terrifying as the 
abusive band leader Terrence Fletcher in Whiplash. So that's my movie, 2014 movie, Whiplash. Definitely a fantastic movie in which we see J.K. Simmons play, like I said, an abusive band leader for Schaefer University. And Miles Teller plays a young, he's a freshman in the movie and becomes the lead drummer on this elite university jazz band. And throughout the whole movie, we basically see him full of potential and innocence go through, again, the motions of just struggling to want to be the best drummer he can possibly be and having to deal with this captain or coach who isn't really supportive, is extremely abusive, yet manipulative, plays mind games with his whole band and specifically with um, Andrew Neiman, so Miles Teller's character. And you just grow to quickly hate his character the whole movie but he's still hilarious at the same time it's just a, an interesting dynamic and jk simmons won an oscar for this movie very well deserved mm-hmm. but it's a tough watch and thank god there's some good comedy in this movie because this could have easily been an extremely depressing movie and i'm not going to give anything away there like the <laughs> end the end is fantastic yeah but there's so many ups and downs in that movie and just his whole attitude on how he's uncompromising feels no remorse for how he treats people in his band and how he he sees it as um pushing them to achieve greatness and doesn't care about the repercussions that he's having on their mental health and physical health because he's like throughout the movie his hands he's getting callous he's bleeding practicing wanting to impress this character and um yeah it's a great fantastic movie strongly recommend on prime video my rundown on whiplash yeah it's uh it's one of like the better movies i've seen in the last like i don't know like six or seven years i would say i don't know if i watched it like right when it came out but uh yeah i think um you know like i played a lot of music growing up and stuff so i like i definitely like related to that movie a lot i was never pushed that hard thankfully but um just like knowing how how like much it takes to to get to that level and and how much it takes to just push that little uh, bit extra it was uh, it was it was pretty remarkable and uh, I think um, J.K. Simmons won a best supporting actor Oscar for that right so I think he uh, that was like one of my favorite performances um, like of all time um, but he was amazing in that role and uh, yeah if you haven't seen it watch it and like there's good music and stuff too and like if if like just if you're a fan of music in general i think you can really appreciate it so great choice thank you i uh i actually wanted to put that on my list but i knew me and eric and i would have a lot of similar picks so i tried to change it up a bit but i love this movie like you said like jk simmons character he scares you just like as an outsider watching the film he's scary but uh, the reason I like the movie so much is because of the finale, like how he they meet up again and he, he invites him on the show, but he tricks him and then he le- barges out, comes right back and puts on a fucking show. Incredible, man. I've watched that movie like I think four, three or four times. The ending is fantastic. And like I was listening, Curtis, like you said, the music's amazing. I, I was listening to the soundtrack the last two weeks just to make sure that I it was going on my list for sure. And Caravan, that's the jam at the end. It's a great song. I'm just going to say, like, we've already talked about it, but like it's a masterpiece in my opinion. 
That's all I need to say. All so right. now it's uh sand. Oh, we're going this yeah, back so backwards. Okay. Yeah. Um. So this movie I watched last month for the first time, and it's basically like cheaper by the dozen on crack. Uh, Captain Fantastic. Oh, okay, yeah, nice. I think that's a good metaphor for it. I don't know. It gave me cheaper by the dozen vibes, but like completely different than cheaper by the dozen, if that makes sense. Uh, anyways, uh, this is a movie with Vigo Mortensen, um, and he plays this a father of six who, at this point in the movie, um, isn't yet a single father, but he's raising six kids out in the wilderness. Um, very unusual method of raising his children this like military style kind of they they're like they're basically like full-blown athletes they climb they run they just run miles every day they hunt for their food they're just very um it's a very taboo way of raising your kids obviously but um the reason i love this movie again because it gave me cheaper by the dozen vibes like when they go back into the city spoiler alert actually i'm not going to spoil this part they end up going back into the main city and they're basically trying to blend in with with like the social norms right but they can't because they're just so weird again i watched this recently and uh it's definitely it's definitely gonna get a second watch very soon you guys watch it I, no, I thought I was going to see all your movies, but no, I haven't seen that Let's one. Go you heard of it? Yeah, I know exactly dog. what I know exactly what it is. I've just been lazy about watching it. I think I mentioned <sighs> it on one of our episodes a while back, but yeah, I've seen it. I loved it. I mean, um, Cheaper by the Dozen on Crack, decent, comparable. I thought you were going to go with like it, Shameless no, totally or something is. when you said that. No, but, no, no, no. Um, no, definitely. I really enjoyed it. Like you said, you gave a good rundown on it without spoiling. And even like when they go back in the city, I feel like that happens pretty early like first 40 minutes so it's yeah it's not a spoiler but um i know it was good no i've met the spoiling for the reason they go back into the city regardless anyways true. you should watch it matt i don't know if you watch it curtis no i uh, i actually like just heard of it for the first time like last week I, was, I think i was just scrolling through and i think that's also on prime or netflix i forget i i just saw like the clip of uh, or a clip of like them in uh like a pancake house or something and they yeah. were like, they were like trying to order. The kids wanted to order food, and the dad like yeah, just they, like wouldn't let them of, or something. Yeah, yeah, like that's. I just saw that brief clip. Um, so it's interesting that you put that on there. But uh, before yeah, that, the, I hadn't even heard of it. The eldest uh, kid in that movie is actually one of the the main actors in 1917. Mm-hmm. Oh, Eric, okay. did you make that yep. connection? Yep. Yeah, not Tom. Uh, Tommen, Tommen, the other guy. Yeah. The other one. I was gonna rip my earphones out when you're like, "Spoiler alert!" I'm like, "Uh oh, <laughs> rip my earbuds out." <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Okay. Oh, good pick, the Sam. Yeah, great pick. I'm gonna, it's I'm gonna get on it. Sure. I'm gonna get on it. Guess that cool. uh, comes to me, eh? Yep. yep. I had a hard time like kind of placing my movies, so I don't know if they're in order from like best to worst. I kind of like gauged it on like my love for the movie, like as well as how much of a hidden gem it is. So kind of tried to find that like meet happy medium between those two categories. So um, like the next one, I'll, uh, I'll continue the Viggo Mortensen and uh, theme here and go uh, with the road. Um, the road was, uh, I don't know, like if it was because of, like of the time I watched it, but uh, it just like, 
it made, it made me like it made me feel a lot um like it's just it's super dark it's basically post-apocalyptic world where a man and his young boy basically are just trying to survive against a, a very small amount of humans left in the world there's no zombies there's no monsters it's just the monsters are the people basically right um and there's something that i really love about a movie with like like such a small cast there's only a handful of actual actors in the movie and uh they don't even actually give them names um like Viggo Mortensen just plays man and nice. like the boy is just boy basically um there's like there, there's quite a bit of uh of famous actors like I think Charlize Theron uh, uh Robert Duvall Guy Pierce like they all have like very small parts to play but they're like it's quite a large cast for a movie with uh so few actors I guess but yeah, it just uh, it's it's quite a ride. Um, I like the post-apocalyptic theme, and um, I don't know. It just I think they did it well. It was kind of real, you know. Like a lot of these movies aren't really real and relatable. Um, they don't really tell the story about how the world got that way. But uh, I didn't find that I really missed that. It was more just telling the story of the man and his boy, basically. So um yeah so it's super dark i wouldn't watch it i wouldn't watch it if you're like already feeling not the best but if you want a movie that kind of just like makes you feel a lot then uh would definitely recommend have you guys seen it eric or basam no i haven't seen it when you said uh vigo mortensen i thought you were gonna go with a history of violence which i've Ooh. seen it's a good movie but no i've never i've never even heard of this movie actually it sounds interesting though is it on netflix or prime um, I'm actually not sure if it's on either. I, I've watched it a couple times, like, in the past, so, uh, it's just one of those ones that just stuck with me. Okay. Um, yeah, but, uh, Matt, have you seen that one? Yeah, I saw it at the theater, and I thought it was super realistic and, like, depressing and, like, not, like, it wasn't slow, but it's, like, a good type of slow movie, you know, it doesn't move along too fast, mm -hmm. a lot of landscape. And there's a part near the end just freaked me out, like when they go in a basement or something. I, yeah. That's all I need to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I love. Yeah. A really good movie. Good pick, actually. I forgot that movie existed till you brought it up. Actually, it really is like no one, no, no one mentions that movie ever. So good. Yeah. Pick. Yeah. It, it's one that doesn't get a lot. Like I think, I think the appeal to it, it's hard to, it's hard to like justify the appeal of a movie mm -hmm. like that to like the masses. So. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it, it's obviously not going to be something like a family sits down and watches together with like young kids and stuff like that. You know, it's, it's more just, it's just a real story. And Matt, that part that you're, you're talking about is like what probably sticks with me the most. Yeah. And I think from what I remember, it was like, it was pretty shocking. Um, and you're right. It doesn't, there's not like a whole thick plot of events that, you know, like that kind of keeps the movie flowing. It's just the journey of of these two exactly. people surviving basically i love survival movies like uh, there's a lot of movies that you know you put people on an island or you know people have to forage for food and survival and stuff like that i love that uh, so this is kind of putting that to, to the extreme being in a post-apocalyptic world so yeah definitely uh, i would recommend checking it out if you guys are into that stuff all right uh my number four and i'll keep this short because i doubt you guys have seen this <laughs> but uh, it's from 2006 it's called Bug. <laughs> it's, it's got Ashley Judd and Michael Shannon in it. Michael Shannon before he was known. Okay. Um, 
it's a movie with like two, three actors in it and all almost takes place inside a motel room. And it's all about paranoia and like mental illness and psychological. It's like a psychological drama with super paranoia, like Michael Shannon. You've never seen Michael Shannon this crazy. I'm not joking. He's amazing in this movie and he's the reason to watch it. Um, and the director of this movie is super famous. Like when he was younger, he directed The Exorcist, French Connection. Like he's a very famous director. And then he decides to do this little indie psychological thriller. And it's amazing. Uh, Bug from 2006. And it's like you, nobody knew Michael Shannon at the time. And well, we all know where he is now, right? So <laughs> have you guys heard? Actually, yeah. I'm actually Googling him right now because yeah, I do Bug. not oh, yeah, know I where just he had, is. I just... I just had to Google. Yeah, Bug. Wait, There's where? a lot of movies called Bug, but 2006 one. Yeah. I really like Michael Shannon. He he's yeah. a, he's definitely an underrated actor. A, what what were you saying though? Where is he now? No, I'm just saying look where he is now. He's like, like he's, super oh, okay. super no. mainstream. But he's still like a hidden gem of an actor, like underrated. Yeah, say, like you said, Bissan. More on him later, actually. Yeah, he's definitely. <laughs> Not the last time I'm talking oh, about. There him, we yeah. go. Well. I don't. I haven't seen the movie, but just to chime in, like when I was talking about movies that have like a, a small amount of actors, like mm-hmm. uh, in addition to that, movies that take place in a confined space, like a room or you know, a, like a small. I don't, you know, like a small building where like the setting just doesn't change or something like that. Like those are uh, surprisingly appealing and intriguing to me. So that uh, that sounds like a cool concept for sure. So if that's what you're you're into, Curtis, have you seen uh, Sunset Limited? Negative. Watch, Matt. You haven't seen it. Either, no, I've heard. Have no, I haven't. Wow. Sunset it's Limited. So, okay. There's two two characters in it. I've, I tried to get Eric to watch it, and he hasn't. Uh, Samuel. Oh yeah. Samuel yeah, yeah. L. Jackson, and I'm I'm forgetting who the second guy is, but he he's well known. Tommy, okay, Tommy yeah, Lee Jones. I'm gonna check that out. It's an incredible <laughs> movie. <laughs> It, 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 come on, man! Don't don't give me that. <laughs> Eric doesn't like depressing dark. I couldn't so. I couldn't get into it. It's, yeah, it's, and it was too intense and just a little too. It's just dark. a conversation. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. And it it's just an intense conversation with pe- two two guys with completely different points of view and on life and ideologies. It's it's good. No, I'll check it out. Come on, Eric. So that's your uh, fourth yeah, pick. Number there? four is. Yeah. No, that isn't. No, I just no, wanted to bring. Done. I just wanted to bring up the movies with. Uh, <laughs> with yeah, no, that's cool. Actors. I appreciate. Should I go that. number three now? Yep. Okay, number three. It's got Michael Shannon in it. Um, okay, my number three movies is from two thousand seven, and it's called Before the Devil Knows You're Dead. Main actors in it are Ethan Hawke and Philip Seymour Hoffman, and Michael Shannon's in it, and Albert Finney, and it's base. It's an First of all, it's a phenomenal hidden gem because, I mean, I just named all the, the actors in the movie. Philip Seymour Hoffman, I've never seen a bad performance of his. So, I mean, you know what to expect when you see him in a movie. Uh, the plot, just quickly, it's, it's basically about like a botched robbery and like the consequences and everything spiral, a plan that spirals out of control, basically. That's the main focus. Events that go wrong and then go from bad to worse and trying to fix it, but only making it worse. And it's a phenomenal movie. And the director of this movie was like almost 80 when he made it. And this director made movies such as 12 Angry Men in 59 or 58. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dog Day Afternoon, Serpico, like all these classics. And he directed this when he was uh, when he was older. And it's I recommend it to you guys. You have to check it out. Before the Devil Knows You're Dead. 
Sounds cool. Sounds yeah. very interesting. <laughs> well, just the opening shot of the movie is phenomenal. Like, you just watch that, and if you're not hooked right away, don't watch it. But, like, the opening <laughs> shot's phenomenal. Like, the opening scene. Has a similar has a similar theme to um, one of the movies that's okay, on my list. Cool. But we'll get to yeah, that. it's just one situ- It's a situation that evolves into just, like, a nightmare. It's really good. Mm. So now, Curtis, number three, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow, okay. So... Uh, my next one is uh, with one of my favorite actors, uh, Mr. Liam Neeson. Um, I know you guys like watching Liam Neeson uh, beat the crap out of uh, people who steal his daughter. Um, but <laughs> what about Liam Neeson beating the crap out of bloodthirsty wolves? Um, <laughs> my, next, my next movie... I, I like that setup. My next movie would be The Grey. Um, maybe another controversial pick, but uh, I don't know. I, I really like The Grey. It's it's basically a story of a, of a, basically a hunter who uh, his plane crashes in um, Arctic uh, uh, tundra, basically, uh, along with uh, a few other travelers, and they're stranded in like you know, sub-zero temperatures, and uh, their plane just crashed, there's a bunch of people dead, and the the survivors are are in rough shape to begin with, and then they start basically being hunted by wolves. Um, You know, at the beginning, it doesn't sound like a super realistic plot, and maybe it isn't, but I just, I really enjoyed the movie. Um, I really, I'm a big Liam Neeson fan, and I, I really liked the the different kind of conflicts that come up in the movie. Like, uh, um, there's a lot of kind of infighting within the group. So you get that, like, man versus man. You get man versus nature, obviously. And then there's a lot of, like, uh, him battling with his own fear and stuff like that. Um, so you get, like, the, the interpersonal, like, the man versus himself. Uh, so it, it's, it's a lot, it's a, I think it's a lot deeper than people give it credit for. And, um, and yeah, I don't know. There's just some there's some pretty cool scenes. I, once again, I like the survival theme. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's a movie that's not really talked about a whole lot. I didn't get like great reviews and, and ratings and stuff like that, but it's a movie I've seen quite a few times, and I, you know, I would recommend it. Yeah, I saw it at the I saw it at the theater. I really liked it too, man. And it has it is deeper than it, there's more beneath the surface of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sam, did you watch, have you seen it? So I have seen it. I saw it in nice. the theater as well, and I was really excited to watch it. And and I, to be to be fair, I watched it once, and <laughs> and it definitely deserves a second watch. I'm I'm being very biased because I was so excited to see like what they were building up mm-hmm. that they just didn't show. Oh, I see you know what, what you I'm mean. talking yep, about. Yep, yeah, <laughs> yep. Like I left. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, I'll 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 watch it again. So two things. One, I wa- when I watched it, I hadn't seen anything about it, so my approach to it might have been different than yours. Mm-hmm. And two, um, not I don't know if it actually impacts the story or like the overall kind of message of the movie. Um, you know, but there is a small clip actually at the after the credits roll that um that m- many people don't know about that actually lends that actually points to um more of a conclusion than uh than oh. most people might have actually seen so i don't know if you guys saw that small clip but no i haven't yeah I've if you do watch it. it 
or if you watch it again let the credits roll and just check out that little clip at the end because it, it's kind of cool like cool yeah it, it like it kind of tied it together a little bit more for me if, okay. that, uh, if that makes sense so maybe the director would have been better served to just include that in the final cut pre-credits to answer some questions or i haven't seen grave but to like the common observer i would say yes but like the i think the general message um of the movie is about kind of like facing your own fears and 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 conquering them and regardless of what actually happens at the end i think the main character um he he kind of overcame what he was trying to overcome regardless of what that final clip shows and i think that's the bigger message for the movie it's just yeah. more of like a little bit of a cherry on top for me kind of thing so well, maybe the same will be due for a second viewing of it. Listen, when I, I was young, when I watched it, like, I was definitely very immature. I went for that one scene. That yeah, like, the Sam wants to see they... Liam Neeson punch a wolf in the face. But, yeah, it's, it's more to it. Than, <laughs> there's more to it than that. To be fair, no, I, I've grown into loving other aspects of movies now. So right. if I watch it again, I'm sure I'll like I it. I bet you again. would. I bet you would for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, number three for Solid. me. A good pick. Sam, that would be you. All right. So my third film is a dramatization of the creation of a, of a cult movie called The Room. And the film I'm picking is called The Disaster Artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not liking uh, Matt's face. <laughs> no, there. no. That was a good All nod. Right. That was a good <laughs> nod. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so my, I guess my explanation was just very stupid. All right. So... Uh, the Disaster Artist uh, has uh, James Franco, uh, Dave Franco, and Seth Rogen. And it's basically um, uh, James Franco plays this guy named Tommy Wiseau. So actually, I should backtrack and explain what The Room is. I don't know if you guys have heard of The Room, but it's it's kind of rated as the best worst movie in history. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's so bad, but it's amazing at the same time. Like, when you watch it, you'll it's a piece of shit like <laughs> production the pr- it's a piece of shit production but it's it's just funny and and you and i can see why there's a cult for it like a little backstory this guy named tommy wiseau uh failed actor in hollywood um decides to take things into his own hand meets up with this other failed actor that he met at an audition and they they create this movie called the room he wrote produced directed it and it was just completely awful. Anyways, this movie called The Disaster Artist is James Franco playing Tommy Wiseau creating that movie. So it was really dope to see kind of side by side shots of the room and the disaster artist. And James Franco, I think, killed that role because the guy Tommy Wiseau has an accent. It's unconfirmed where he's from. Like this guy is the biggest mystery ever. Uh, yeah. So he killed that role, like side by side, you'd be like, yo, who's who? But um, I just really enjoyed that movie because I'm a fan of The Room and I like to, I liked seeing how they kind of, like the dramatization of how it was created. Have either of you seen The Room or The Disaster Artist? Negatory. I haven't seen either of them, actually. I know a lot about it. Like James Franco, um, just like, just from the things I've seen about it, like he, his appearance like has even changed quite a bit where it was like 
from the clips that I saw, he wasn't very recognizable. So it seemed like he yeah. did quite a transformation. Like I've heard yeah. a lot of like memes and stuff about it and that it's, you know, it, it's like a must see. But once again, it's just, it, it just hasn't happened yet. So, but yeah, I've heard good things. Matt, I've seen both. For Quickly, I'd say the room, like, I, don't watch it alone. Watch it with other people and laugh yeah, at it. Yeah, you have to watch it's, it with other it's people. It's ridiculous. But the Disaster Artist, I thought was really, really good, actually. Because it's like an inside look onto, like, how they made this movie. And I like just behind the scenes of anything. So it's like, how, how do they mm-hmm. shoot this movie? No, I, I, can't, I can't disagree with anything you said. It was really well said. Yeah, Tommy Wiseau actually rated it as a 99% accurate. <laughs> I was just going to say, he was at the Oscars that year when they were that movie was nominated. He was sitting beside James Franco, and he wanted to get up on stage, and James is, like, holding him back. Like, no, you're not going on stage, buddy. <laughs> or you're not talking. Yeah. He didn't want to let him talk with the mic or something. I don't oh, know. my God. The guy is a uh, Did a the movie character. win anything? Uh, Eric uh, Curtis. <laughs> at the Oscars? Uh, disaster Artist? I don't think it won anything. It might have maybe a screenplay something. I swear to God, Tom, no, he went to present. Mm, maybe James yeah. and Tommy presented it something, and then he didn't want to let him gotcha. talk. Yeah, it was funny. Mm. What were you gonna say, Sam? Yeah, but I, I was gonna say like like Matt said, if you're gonna watch the room, watch it with a group of people. Like I've watched, I've watched it three times. First time was it was introduced to me. Yeah. Wow. And then the 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 last, the second and third, I introduced it to other people. To be fair, it was like in the span of a month, I was kind of hooked because of how <laughs> funny and and crazy it was. But uh, definitely, uh, definitely watch it, and then watch okay. the Disaster Artist if you haven't. We'll do definitely cold combo platter for sure. Back yeah. To back. So my number three segue to that. I'll just preface that initially I had Nightcrawler at this spot, but I've taken it off my list because oh. I've already talked about it enough, and it's a pretty well-known movie. Oh wow! So my yeah. number three, which I just watched today to confirm that it was it belonged on this list is also a movie that came out in 2014, great year for cinema, is called Ex Machina. Have you seen it? Oh, yeah. Never even heard of it. Well, Curtis and Matt, you've both talked on this, that movies that happen in, like, the confines of one specific area and with not a lot of actors in it, that's another, maybe not a prerequisite, Mm -hmm. but um, another, like, characteristic of a hidden gem, I'd say. And this movie definitely falls in that category where we essentially just see four characters the whole movie and really follow three so in a nutshell it's um donald gleason plays a coder at a company who the movie opens that he's won some contest to go to his boss's estate out in the mountains and his boss is played by Oscar Isaac, who's an, essentially like uh, the owner of a Google-esque company, a company that's created like a search engine that the whole world uses. It's called Blue Note. And Oscar Isaac's character has developed, created a robot, humanoid, like artificial intelligence. And he wants Donald Gleason's character, Caleb, to give that robot the Turing test, basically to see... Um, like to basically be mistaken for a human and the robot is played by Alicia Vikander so yeah during the movie uh, Donald Gleason kind of um, is infatuated by her and as they have sessions one-on-one just discussing each other and um, him he, they're asking each other questions they or she's trying to escape the clutches of uh, Oscar Isaac's character who 
he seems like a cool character at first, but then as she gives Caleb information, we're not sure who to trust as far as um, what his like what his intentions are and if he's actually a real like as nice of a person as he's presenting himself to be. And Oscar Isaac kills it in this role as well. He's super funny and um, interesting as a kind of a villain. And yeah, it's a, like a psychological sci-fi movie thriller, like kind of some horror vibes. Like a, I wouldn't say it's a scary movie there, but you're definitely wondering, okay, what's going to happen here? There's good twists and turns along the way. So if you haven't seen Ex Machina, definitely recommend. It's on uh, Prime Video as well. So, Curtis, get on it. I actually... Before I before you guys go on, I have heard of this movie. I just did not know it was pronounced like that. So I, yeah, yeah, same. I used to call it X Machine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So when Matt held up the video, the movie case, it definitely kind of clicked for me. So I'm not as out of the loop as I may have previously sounded. Still haven't seen it though. <laughs> Probably like it sounds like it's right up my alley though. I like that kind of stuff. So sounds cool for sure. Yeah, I think you would love it, Curtis. Actually, it's. I saw it in the theater with not seeing the trailer, and it blew me away. And, yeah, I don't want to say too much. It's it's a must-see. Yeah. Like, it's one of the best movies of that year. That's all I'm going to say. Damn, that sounds yeah. good. I've, I've seen it once. Um, I don't remember much about it. You, um, I'm definitely going to watch it again, but I'm a huge Alicia Vikander fan. Oh, yeah. Apparently. Like, robot form or regular form? <laughs> robot, robot form, form. Man. Okay. You'll, you'll understand once you watch X <laughs> Good to know. So yeah, Nightcrawler almost made the cut, but I almost put that on my list. It should be on some. I almost list. put that on my list. Yeah. Great movie. So good. I thought everyone no, knew about it. I didn't put it, it on my list. Yeah. I didn't put it on my list because I I thought Eric. Put uh, it on I thought his Matt list. put on his. That's why I took it on. So. <laughs> I thought it was seen by twenty people. Like I thought it's not a hidden gem. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Actually, I don't know. That may have been one of the only movies all four of us have seen. There you go. So is it a hidden gem. <laughs> yeah. But but I I haven't heard much of it. Like I've heard these guys talk about it, and I kind of just watched it randomly on Netflix one day, like when I was like just home bored. But one of those movies that really surprises you with how good it is. Dive into so my number Eric, two. Number two. Eric, which okay. is another movie I've already talked about on this pod, so I don't need to get into it too much. It's called uh, Short Term 12. Just keep this brief. Great movie. It's uh, Brie Larson plays a social worker at a group home for uh, troubled teenagers. And um, John Gallagher Jr. is in there as well. Hush, great performance. And um, Lakeith Stanfield makes his debut in that movie. He's an gr- underrated actor, a hidden gem in his own right starring in another hidden gem of a show atlanta but don't need to get into that <laughs> and um have you seen this curtis i know basam and matt have seen it i'm just wondering have you seen this yeah negative sorry haven't even heard of it this one it, you know i was shaking my head like i don't know what that is but it just clicked yeah i i, I, remember we I spoke saw about it there. like remy malik's in there yeah. too remy <laughs> super malik. funny yeah. i yeah, think yeah. it's one of his first bigger performances even though this is an indie film and like i would say this is definitely a hidden gem i just stumbled on this one while watching a lakeith stanfield interview the other day and he said like that was his first role that got him discovered and i had never heard of this so definitely recommend Uh, like i said i'm not gonna get into it too much there all the characters have their own like demons they're dealing with the counselors and the kids so it's just cool like there's a lot of similarities between the 
like Brie Larson and one of the kids that gets there and um, great stuff like emotional I feel like I've said this about every movie but funny as well and um, you, need, you need some good humor to offset the um, like the heavy stuff you know like the, the one-on-one mm-hmm. conversations mm-hmm. that can just drag on and be like depressing you need you need a bit of jokes in there don't watch it, the road then because uh, there's just dry stuff none of that there <laughs> just yeah, just she- depression Short Term 12 is like, it's indie and minimalistic cinema at, at its finest. It's like, that movie was not made for a lot of money. It like, it gives, like, if you're talented, you'll make a movie like that and get discovered. Like, you don't need mm-hmm. millions of dollars. It's just really good story and script. So my number two is uh, called Peanut Butter Falcon. Let's go. Shia LaBeouf. I'm a, I'm a Shia LaBeouf stan. You guys already know this. Uh, so this movie uh, has Shia LaBeouf, um, Zach Gottsagen, I think his name is, who has Down Syndrome, um, and Dakota Johnson. Uh, she's from Fifty Shades of Grey, I think. Oh, you know um, she's anyways, from Fifty Shades of Grey. I, 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 I haven't no actually, you know what, I actually haven't I've seen I've never Fifty seen Shades it, so. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I've never seen it. Uh, anyways, <laughs> Zach's Zach's character, um, he he's basically uh, stuck in this nursing home because um, he lost his family. I forget if it was mentioned why, but uh, Dakota Johnson works at this nursing home, so she's she's like good friends with Zach's character, and uh, Zach is like a huge wrestling fan, like WWE style, and he's like constantly watching this old cassette, right? And in the cassette, it there it just keeps advertising this uh, wrestling school. So Zach's kind of classified as a as a as a runaway because he doesn't stop trying to run away. He's trying to get to this wrestling school. Anyways, one day he ends up actually being successful at this, runs away, and he ends up in Q and Shia LaBeouf's uh, boat because he's a crab fisherman. So it turns into this buddy movie kind of like uh, mentorship um, Shia takes Zach under his wing and he agrees to take him to this wrestling school that's that's like doesn't even exist anymore um, and, and then Dakota Johnson's character ends up meeting up with them and then it just kind of becomes this like long um, adventure road trip like good vibes um, it's just a, a great film again when it, it is I would call it an indie film I don't know. Yeah, definitely a hidden gem, um, and it just kind of showcases Shia's acting abilities. And and Shia has a like offset relationship, like friendship with uh, Zach. So and and it, and it really shows within the movie. Like you could tell these guys are good friends in real life. So it's it's definitely a, a good watch. Put a smile on your face. I you guys seen it? Yeah, I agree. I. Eric talked about Eric. You talked about it a while ago, right? It was That's on the same I, episode. I, I talked about Short Term Twelve. Actually, yeah, I've seen yeah. it. Like, I loved it. As <laughs> no, well. I loved so it. You gave, it. you gave a great rundown on it, and uh, yeah, definitely recommend. Curtis, any Kurt. thoughts? Uh, <laughs> number two for me. I was gonna say like any thoughts on Peanut Butter Have Falcon? But yeah, we can just hop right. I've heard over of it. That. Number two. I haven't seen anyone's movies. Apparently, sorry guys. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, like I, I definitely saw clips of it and stuff. It looked pretty cool, but, uh, yeah, I guess my question to you, if, if you can say it without spoiling it is like, where does the name of the movie come from? 
I kind of oh, always okay. wondered that. Uh, yeah. So uh, he ends up getting to this wrestling school, and his wrestling, his stage name is Peanut Butter. Yeah, okay. Based on your based on your description, that was my guess, but I, I yeah. wasn't sure. Dude, so that's that, cool. Good question. Scene at the wrestling school is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing so some of the stuff that happens. It's like Thomas Hayden <laughs> Church is there too. Like he's, I want to say he's the big wrestler that he was looking up to when he was like, when he was younger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Sandman, right? Yeah, exactly. From Spider-Man 3. Yeah. Spider-Man 3. Very cool. A uh, hidden gem, uh, underrated in its own right, actually. Yeah. Spider-Man 3? Gets too much hate. No, it doesn't get enough it... hate. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can, I can throw on any of those Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans and just Agreed. have a good time watching it. 100%. Tobey is Spider-Man. We need a Dark Knight trilogy show one day. That's all I'm going to say about that. Because talking about overrated superhero movies. Anyways. Rip it apart. No, no, I'm not. I would never Dark, rip that movie apart. Dark Knight is Dark Knight's not overrated. I think it's no. very well rated. It's well rated. No, no, for sure. It's, it's way too highly rated. Anyways, I didn't want to start on Dark Knight again. That's like the ongoing joke. <laughs> I talk about Dark Knight all the time. I mean, and that was like self-induced. Normally it's me who brings it up. And that was all you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, good pick though, Basam. Good pick, and Shia yeah, LaBeouf's yeah. underrated as an actor. I find. Yeah, he definitely is. This is awkward for my second pick because I was gonna choose Dark Knight, but uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Matt's Matt's face is just terrified. He's like, "What is this guy talking about?" <laughs> this is probably the cheesiest one on my list. Um, I don't know why, but I always feel like I'm gonna get hate whenever I say these, so I'm just gonna go out and say it. So. <laughs> So, once again, post-apocalyptic, bit less dark than The Road. Well, quite a bit less dark, but uh, I'm going to go with The Book of Eli. Yes. Which is... Uh, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> nice. Um, love Denzel Washington. He's just an awesome actor. It's got uh, Mila Kunitz and Gary, Gary Oldman in it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Who also plays an amazing character. He kind of plays like the uh, like the... The king of the remaining world um, in the movie, but uh, once again, won't get too into it uh, because definitely some room for spoilers. But I don't know. A lot of people thought it was a bit cheesy, but I really liked the story, and the ending was one of my favorite endings of all time from like any movie. Um, wow. De- Denzel Washington just kind of plays um, like a badass, I guess you could say, uh, on a journey. Um, you know, post-apocalyptic world, there's a lot of human, um, conflict, uh, you know, people kind of just fighting for resources and stuff like that. And he's kind of just on a mission and he's not going to let anyone, uh, get in the way, uh, of him reaching his goal. I don't want to get too, uh, into what he's, um, you know, what his mission is, but yeah, it's just like, a, it's a really good, um, it's a really good movie. It's like pretty easy to follow, um. But yeah, pay attention at the end. There's a couple kind of big moments, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It just it stuck with me. Even it's one of those movies that it actually gets better. I think when you watch it a second time, uh, and yeah, I, I think agree. I've seen it like five or six times. And I, I one of the ones I didn't rewatch for this, um, but I wish I had because like uh, I, I kind of want to watch it again. So probably will in the near future. 
That's a it's a great pick. I've watched it like twice and I and I liked it a lot. Me, great great actors in it as well. Mina Kunis kills it in that movie. Yeah, I agree with everything you said, Curtis. Love it. I can't add much more. <laughs> I haven't seen it though, so I I couldn't if I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, check it out, Eric. Like uh uh yeah, I don't know. It, it's probably like it's not like super psychological or you know you don't have to be it's not like you have to be like super dialed in and like follow this really complex plot it's it's you know it's pretty much pretty linear um but there's some cool concepts and like i said like one of the best endings i think it's one of the few movies where i think i watched it and then i rewatched it right after i finished it the first time um wow yeah so but if you think about, like, I really don't want to give it away, but if you think about, like, yeah. the way it ends, it really leads yeah. to you wanting to, if you liked the movie, you you want to watch it again uh, to kind of pick up on some things and stuff like that. So there's a lot yeah. of intricate details that, you know, on the first watch through, it's like, yeah, it, it, like, that's happening. But after you watch it again, you're like, oh, shit, like, that's why this is happening or that's why this was said. There's, like, six or seven moments that you you realize after you've seen it the first time. So the rewatch value, I think, is pretty high. Very well said. <laughs> you never see... The first time watch is... It won't be the same. It'll never be like right. the first time watch. Yeah. I love movies like that. All right, now I'm going to do my number two and my number one, correct? Back to back. Okay. And they're both completely different movies, like 20 <laughs> years apart. So, Okay, my, my number two is... Ryan Coogler's first movie that he directed, it's called Fruitvale Station, starring Michael B. Jordan. And I, I'd say it's his breakout, like, he was, he was in a lot of stuff when he was younger, but, like, this showed his acting chops. And it's about, he plays a real-life uh, person, and it's basically showing the last day of 20, 2008, so it's, like, New Year's Eve, and it's just showing him the entire day, like, what went the events in his life that day of this real life person. And I don't know if I want to spoil, like you can read up about it and spoil it like that, but I'm just not going to, I'm just going to leave it there because if you don't know anything about this real life person, I think his name's Oscar Grant. I don't want to spoil it, but Michael B. Jordan plays him in the movie and he's phenomenal. I think the movie's an indie gem, like great directing, acting, everything. And Ryan Coogler went on to do Creed, Black Panther. Like he's a huge name now. So, right away with this movie, you can tell he's a great director. So, have you guys seen it? I I have. Uh, I that yeah. I was introduced to Michael B. Jordan with that movie as well. I I love that pick, man. Dope movie. Mm-hmm. Very emotional. Yes. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm I like these these tear jerkers. You got to get on them, Eric. <laughs> this guy's a robot. Well, hey, listen, man. I've I've uh, I've recommended a couple to you, and uh, you just you're not about the tears, man. No, man. Short term twelve is definitely a, it's it's yeah. a tear jerker. Yeah. No, it's not. And it's very relevant but, today. Yeah, great pick, man. And Fruitvale Station very relevant today if you think about it. Yes. Yeah. Very relevant. Yeah. Okay, number one. Ready for my number one? So my number one is actually a hidden gem directed by my all-time favorite director, one of the most famous directors of all time, Martin Scorsese. Yes, he has a hidden gem. He has several, actually. (laughs) But the one I'm picking is from 1985. It's called After Hours. And 
The main character is not played by anyone too famous. Maybe that's why it's not known. But it's basically all takes place in one night after he's done work. He's like this loser processor guy, like at this big firm. And he gets this late night call, like to go on a date with this girl. And it basically, he goes from like that apartment to just a night of misadventures, basically. So like he goes to another place and gets, uh, gets like, taken for somebody else like somebody calls him another name and then it leads to this and it leads to that and basically the whole night is him going to different places nightclubs these weird parties these weird apartments where people are doing weird shit <laughs> and it's just hilarious it's a black comedy uh after hours it's called and um i don't know i've seen it like five times i just think it's hilarious and it goes by really fast uh and it's got a, a, um, the other actors in it you got rosanna arquette um, Catherine O'Hara, who plays uh, Kevin's mom in Home Alone, and she's in Shit's Creek. She's great in it. Uh, a couple other character actors, T uh, Tommy Chong and uh, Cheech Mariner, in it. Um, no, it's I love it. And this is a Martin Scorsese movie. Nobody talks about, and the guy's like the most one of the most famous of all time. That's Definitely it. a hidden gem because yeah. I've never even heard. After of Hours, <laughs> check it out. It's it's hilarious. After hours. Yeah. Okay. And those kind of okay. movies, like where all the action takes place in one night, like a Harold yeah. and Kumar. It's exactly right? like that's what like it made that. me think Great. of right away. Like I'd love that <laughs> yeah. kind of story. So yeah, I'm definitely uh, gonna add it to the list. After that, hours. That's the huge appeal of the movie is the whole thing in one night. It's just hilarious, everything that happens to him. Yeah, that's Very that's cool. my top five. Yeah. Great list. Solid. Thanks. I'm, I'm definitely gonna add a couple of those. To my uh, my viewing man i have an ongoing list that like i just haven't gotten to yet i just keep adding to it yeah. and i feel like it's not that's what that's what's hard so like probably start with so that. many of these yeah. are are on like on my radar but it's like i already had a list now i'm adding more from what you guys are saying yeah and, you know like yeah it's just it's never eventually easy. eventually so i guess it's me my no it's number... actually yeah you can go right ahead just you wait are you sure yeah it's you, Sam. Go. sorry curtis all right, whatever. I'll go. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> my number one, uh, I had mentioned earlier that uh, one of the movies on my list uh, kind of mirrors the one you picked with Michael Shannon, Matt, uh, the one, the devil before whatever. Before the devil knows your name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Just butchered the title. Anyways, this movie, uh, Safty Brother film uh, with Robert Pattinson cool. called Good Time. So, uh, Eric actually recommended this movie to me. I've watched it twice so far. Great film. Like, um, basically, it's a, a robbery that just every step after that just keeps it just the situation just keeps getting worse for for this guy. Basically, Rob, Rob Pattinson and his uh, mentally disabled brother, who's played by one of the Safty brothers, I think Ben Safty, mm -hmm. um, they rob a bank, and, and then it just it becomes a shit show from there one of them gets uh taken to jail the safety brother and uh robert now is trying to bail him out right but he doesn't have the means of doing so so he has to find another way to get him out of that situation uh, i don't want to spoil anything else curtis if you haven't seen it um because you will love it it's just like and it also like what i love about the safety brothers too is like they also they also um made uncut gems if you've seen that uh with adam mm -hmm. sandler like they really get the 
the nitty gritty aspect of New York, like the the lights and, and then the camera work, like showcases New York, like the streets of New York, like um, and the movie itself. If you if you have anxiety, you'll just you're just gonna be like anxious throughout the whole thing, like scene by scene. It's just getting worse, and you're like, holy shit, man! Like, what's gonna happen? But it is an it is a hidden gem because like no one has ever really heard of it. Like just recently, I heard about it through Eric, and yeah. And it's it's a good probably a good choice that you like just cut in front of Curtis because it segues perfectly from what Matt just said. Like all the action takes mm-hmm. place in one night, yeah. one day basically, yeah. right? Yeah. So it definitely follows that theme that we've seen in a lot of hidden gems, and mm-hmm. not many char- not many characters again in that movie. I love yeah. Good Time. I've seen it twice as well. All, was almost on my list. The only reason it wasn't is because I knew it would probably be on your list too there. So, no. It, <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. It's on Netflix so too, good. so I'd watch it, Curtis, while you can yeah, yeah. on Netflix. Anyone else? Like, it's a great movie. Sounds, sounds good. When you said, uh, Bas- Basam, when you said anxious, that's like the perfect <laughs> yeah. word to describe it. Yeah. And I find like good time and uncut gems, like the dialogue's very like aggressive. Like I find the characters in all, all in those movies are very like it's like in your face the movie's like in your face and just like it doesn't let you take a, like a breath to like calm down it's just always go 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 and i in good time like the music and the the scenery that new york grittiness yeah. oh oh my god and the reveals and that's all i'll say so good like, and, and what this, oh. i think the safety brothers do great with is like they um i think i read up on them that they they try to recruit like small time new yorkers like actors in their films and there's one in 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 good time he he plays like a significant role hilarious role i would say um just all all, all around great great movie yeah. solid number one robert yeah, pattinson yeah. kills it he just keeps gaining yeah. credibility yeah he's, that one he's might be like guy. higher on my list but sam you sold it pretty well so good 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 i might have to you will like it for sure might have to go ahead of Devil Whatever Something, um, <laughs> the one that you I'd say watch earlier. Good Time. I I'd say watch Good Time before that one. Yeah. So am I next, or Eric? Would you like no, to go you ahead can of go me first. as well? You, you yeah. were done you, dirty you sure, just now, there. So go you ahead. sure you Sorry, want the you, you sure you want the finale, Eric? Oh yeah, my yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah. So I might be revealing uh a lot about myself with my last pick but uh this is what this this is what these types of things are for so um my uh my my last choice is actually a, an animated film it is a uh, japanese animated film and uh it is called your name um which in japanese i think it was released as uh, kimi no nawa which is the translation uh now you guys are like probably wondering why i'm bringing this up but um, this is like one of the best movies I've ever seen and it's actually like a really highly rated movie but just because of the fact that it's animated and it's uh, in Japanese I think uh, I think it fits this list because I don't think a lot of people especially maybe people that are listening uh, would have heard of it or have, or have checked it out so um, I believe it's the top grossing um, anime film out of Japan um, it's one of the few Japanese animated films that actually got like theater time in in the Western world, 
uh, like North America was screening this movie with subtitles and things like that, which you just don't see a lot um, coming out of Japan. So uh, I guess like the appeal just isn't there a lot of the times for movies like that here. Um, but if you're going to watch any movies on my list, this would probably be my most recommended. It's basically um, a like supernatural sci-fi love story, which sounds kind of weird. It's about two young, um, kind of high school aged, um, uh, like individuals, a boy and a girl who wake up one day and basically wake up in each other's bodies. Like they're their own, they're the, they're, they are themselves. However, they wake up in each other's bodies and they keep basically alternating between themselves and their counterpart every day. Um, so each every second day they're basically trying to figure out who that other person is and they're kind of trying to like leave notes for each other and communicate with each other while not actually being able to um and the whole movie kind of revolves around them trying to meet um eventually uh, the the animation like is absolutely amazing it, like it, it's probably the best i've ever seen uh i do watch a lot of this kind of stuff um and it's not like when you think of anime, it's not like, you know, like laser beams and, and power ups and, and screaming. It's, it's, it's just like a really beautiful story with even better, um, visuals. And, uh, yeah, the, like the end is, is pretty emotional. Like I know you guys have been talking about, um, like tear jerkers and stuff like that. Like I actually watched this like with my fiance not too long ago and we both like, you know, we, we definitely felt it at the end. So um, just a really cool movie. Um, it has really good reviews. It was really well received for those who gave it a chance. But I just think it would it would turn a lot of people off given that it is an animated movie. So, um, yeah, if you go into it with an open mind, I think you guys would probably really enjoy it. So that would be my last choice. Okay. I'm guessing no one has seen it. No. Curtis. <laughs> Curtis, I am so happy you brought this movie up because I've never heard of it. And I've like, I own a lot of Japanese anime movies and I don't know why I have never heard of this one, but I love movies. Like I'm going to probably buy this one or watch it online. Like, thank you. Like I've never heard of this and you say it's highly rated. Like I'm going to check it out because I, I don't know if you've seen movies like Akira or Perfect Blue or yeah. Ninja Scroll, like those or Wicked City. Those are a little darker animated movies, but I love Japanese anime. Ninja so, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna check out <laughs> your name. This is um, this one's basically like Freaky Friday, but anime. That, that's what I was thinking. It, your name, yeah, like you get those vibes, but it's 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 quite different. Like there is some playful moments, but it it is kind of deep at times, and and it is very much about the relationship. Like it's 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 very uh, unique the way they tell the story and the ending once again like wraps it up pretty well um i think it's one of the highest rated animated like anime films on on imdb it's i think it is behind a couple of the studio uh ghibli, ghibli movies but yeah. ghibli but um it, like spirited away and yeah, yeah i think like uh like princess, princess mononoke Mononi. and Spir yeah. spirited away might be ahead of it but like those are great i've seen those as well and they're great um they're older um, and they have great stories, but this, like the animation in this movie just sets it above all the rest in my opinion. So, uh, yeah, definitely worth checking out. If you guys just want to see like a good 
story with like amazing visuals. If you watch it, it has to be in like, you know, pristine HD quality. Like don't, don't stream it off someone's camcorder, Basam. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, like, I'm just kidding. I need like, a crunchy roll. <laughs> no, it's like, it's hard to find. So that's really? the, that's the tough part, but so, you can't. So would it be considered a, a hidden gem in the anime world? Probably not. Um, that's that was why I kind of prefaced it by saying what I did, like if you're, but then again, like Matt says, even he he like he's yeah pretty, I've never heard of it yeah like which I'm surprised of because Matt like mm-hmm. I'm sure with all of your movie going experience you probably don't see movies like this show up in theaters all that often in in the West right correct um, and this actually did quite well and um, it's like it was probably one of the only ones that I remember actually getting that opportunity over here. Um, so that's why it has a, maybe a bit more of a following, but it's still, uh, I think it's, it's like criminally underappreciated just based on the fact that, you know, it is in that medium. So yeah, check it out. Wow. What, what a pick. I will. In retrospect, I should have let you go last because now I can't possibly come close <laughs> to talking that. Just poured my heart out for In you guys. In post-production, I'm just going to edit the order and it's all good. Um, <laughs> so my number one movie is Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's... Uh, it's been talked about enough on this pod there. Just if you haven't seen it, it's Quentin Tarantino's first movie. What I can add to it that I've recently come to appreciate because I rewatch it again. I've just watched True Romance, Matt, which you recommended last episode, which I think would fall under a hidden gem because as a Tarantino fan, I'd never heard of True Romance. And that's one of the movies that he's written and hasn't directed. So mm-hmm. if you haven't seen True Romance, get on that. But in the movie, in in Reservoir Dogs, there's a scene where when we get the background on Mr. White and he's talking to the boss, the nice guy Eddie's dad, he mentions a character called Alabama who is actually in True Romance. So that's a nice little right. Easter egg that I never picked up on. He's like, oh, how's Alabama? And then they talk about her for a little bit. So I don't know. It's actually I'm, I didn't do any reading on this. So I don't know if it's unconfirmed that that's actually the character they're referencing, but I'm assuming it is. Like, did you know about that, Matt? Yeah, now that you said it, I do. Rem- it is totally a reference to that because he had all those scripts written at the same time. So mm-hmm. Reservoir Dogs, like, if you haven't heard of it, there basically we get a slew of characters who are hired to do a, a bank robbery, essentially. And in the movie, we don't actually see the bank robbery, but we see the characters dealing with the aftermath of it, and deal. And they realize that there might have been a mole in their operation based on how quickly the cops arrived on the scene and anyway i'm not, I'm not going to spoil it if you haven't seen reservoir dogs there but it's just a great story on a very um again enclosed story with not that many characters and they're just in one setting for the majority of the movie anyways in the um, the warehouse where they're dealing with the aftermath of the robbery so um great dialogue great characters great acting every time i watch it i appreciate mr blonde more hated him the first time i saw it he's one of my favorite characters now so just a great villain by um yeah it's a great movie so would you say it's a hidden gem for tarantino movies because like people know the title but they haven't seen it right 
Uh, that's what I, that's my experience. Exactly. Yeah. That's where I would see that it falls as a hidden gem and that people know Pulp Fiction. People know, and like New Age Tarantino Inglourious. fans will know Inglorious Bastards, yeah. Django, mm-hmm. more recently, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I don't know that many people personally who've seen Reservoir Dogs, which is where I would classify it as a hidden gem for just the regular um, movie watcher, like not a hardcore cinephile. I think, that's I think you finally convinced me to... So I've only watched it once, and you talk about it so much, I, I'm going to have to throw it on... <laughs> I'm going to have to throw it on again for sure. It's a great movie. Yeah. Nice guy, Eddie. Chris Penn, great actor. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> He's in true It's the way he talks. Well. It's amazing. His delivery of any line of dialogue is amazing. Like Jonah Hill asked, you know, like that. I know, man. I've, I've been <laughs> saying that. Jonah Hill is the yeah. new age Chris Penn. Penn, yeah. 100%. So, yeah. Dope list, be... guys. Yeah, great list. Wait, Kurt, Curtis, you've seen Reservoir Dogs? No, actually, I haven't. I, uh, once again, just another one that I've heard of so many times, and it's been right there. Like, it's on my list. Oh, from Eric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, like... Eric basically just stands around my desk when we're at work and just talks about these movies so much that I just like it's like they're in my brain all the time. Admit it. So uh, yeah, you wish we could go back to those days. <laughs> yeah, man. This that, that's what, like th- this is all I have now. So now that uh, you guys have given me something to to think about, I'll definitely be modifying my my movie lists moving forward. So yeah, yeah solid lists. Yeah. Thank you guys for not chirping me too bad. Actually, no chirps at all. So, <laughs> no a round I, of applause I, for you guys. I'm gonna like your name is like that's like I'm gonna go on Amazon and see. Like I really want to watch your name now. Like you got me. Yeah, you gotta hit me up name. after you uh, if you check it out. You gotta let me know what you think because uh, I, I hope I, I hope will. I didn't like uh, I hope I didn't just like talk it up and oh. you know it comes crashing down. But uh, no, no, I'll let you know when I watch it. So, yeah, like uh, I'm surprised if you if you've seen movies like that 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 you haven't seen I know. this. But uh, that's why yeah. I need to watch it. That's why I need to watch <laughs> it because I'm shocked that I haven't seen it. Yeah, for sure. A rare turn of events. So we actually got a couple of listener sig- submissions as well for uh, their favorite hidden gems or a hidden gem of their own. So the first one was from a coworker of Bassam's and Curtis's and formerly mine, Katrina. So it's funny, Bassan, that's why I was kind of laughing when you talked about Disaster Artist because her response was The Room, not that James Franco <laughs> bullshit. The oh OG Tommy Wiseau chef d'oeuvre. That's, that's gold. You know what's funny? We I actually didn't even talk about The, the Room with her at all, so that's, that's, that's hilarious. But yeah, no, great pick, Katrina. <laughs> Sam's stoked about that one. Yeah, but like it's uh, something you gotta watch for sure. <laughs> so the next listener submission was from James um, Instagram handle Ginger Swain. Yeah, it's my uh, coworker, yeah. James Swain. Yeah, yeah. thanks. For the He's submission. a big movie. Guy. So his submission was Troll Hunter. Have you seen this oh. movie? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like it's Swedish or Norwegian or something, right? Yep, Matt. Norwegian yeah. found footage, yeah. It's it's like 
people might actually think it's like kind of well trolly or memey, but it it was actually like pretty interesting. Like uh, I I don't know I it it like captured me enough to for me to sit through the whole thing and uh, yeah I like that kind of stuff so it was cool. Yeah, I, I really like that movie. I own the movie. It's really good. Ooh, yeah. It's another one. Curtis, on the list. you've seen Troll Hunter, but like. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like it was just, it was it was on. Like I remember it really well. It was just like on like Express View one day back when I lived at home. Like my, I don't have like cable or anything now, so I watch like things on Netflix, obviously, right? But this was just kind of one of those movies I think that was that they just played like two p.m. on a weekday uh, <laughs> every day for a month, and yeah, I caught it, and like you know I. From what I remember, like people get fucked up in that movie. Am I right, Matt? Like, like, yeah. With, with, I mean, I don't know if I, if uh, you know, we want to protect the spoilers on that movie, but people get fucked up by trolls. Uh, so. Yeah, like you don't know if they're actually gonna show trolls, yeah. but then they go there, and you're yeah. like, oh shit, yeah, yeah, that's good. Kind of, kind of sure. like, yeah. like just like a unique movie, right? It's like you yeah, don't see a unique. lot of that. It's like kind of like from what I remember is like. Was it shot like on a camcorder, kind of like Blair Witch style, or yeah, found footage, like yeah. all perspective right. of the camera crew. Right. Yeah, and it's like it's Which, shot as like a mockumentary of about them hunting trolls or whatever in Scandinavia, I believe. So, yeah, pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, I surprised you with that, eh, Basam? Yeah, you did. <laughs> you I was not expecting to hear. About... Uh, <laughs> I was not expecting to hear it's, about troll hunting. Especially because it's a Norwegian film. Yeah. Well, yeah. Japanese films are like here, and then Norwegian films are right. <laughs> right on that, so. Yeah. So thanks, James, for that one. The next one is from yeah, thanks, James. My aunt and Matt's mom. So oh, Mary. I'm sorry. Her submission was Wally. <laughs> she told me she wrote that, and I told her it's not a hidden gem. And she's like, "Oh, that's so cute." Oh, Wally is a great movie. Yeah. To be fair, I haven't seen okay, it. Okay, good. Neither so. have I. My memory of Wally was in the Ottawa Citizen when movies would be released and there'd be like reviews on the movies. Yeah. Wally got five stars, and I still remember Wally's that to this good. day, yeah. which was Wally's what, like great. in 2006? So it stuck yeah. with me. No, no, 2010. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> so it, Come on, it's, Eric. I thought it was like 2000. Anyways, either way, it's a long time. But. <laughs> Oh, 2008. There we go. Split Ooh. the difference. It's close. Like either way, Eric's memory is amazing. That's right? exactly that's, that's the takeaway here. Say. Um, so yeah, Wally got to get on it. Fair. Yeah, yeah for I sure, really, for I sure. love it. Yeah. So thank you, Mary. And the last submission was from the homie Ryan Duncan. His submission <laughs> was Hot Rod, <laughs> instant oh. classic. <laughs> Oh, I think it's shit. a hidden gem for sure. Yeah. Okay, people always make fun of me for thinking that movie's funny, but that movie has its moments. Okay, it I don't, does I, have its moments. Like stupid funny, obviously, right? I can, like it's not... I can just picture uh, Ryan like trying to explain the movie to me right now. <laughs> it's pretty stupid, but I mean, there are some parts that I well, remember as being funny. Ryan thinks the pizza at our work calf is like supreme. So, <laughs> ouch! <laughs> oh, 
That's rough. It's got like a good cast, you know. It's got. Uh, oh, that you're gonna say it got. It's got a good crust. It's got pepperoni. It's got. <laughs> it's got pepperoni sometimes. <laughs> no, but it, it's got um, uh, like Bill Hader, obviously Andy Samberg. It's got uh, Danny McBride. Nice. Uh, I love Fisher. Like. Um, and like one one of the guys from I think it's uh, Akiva. Is Schaefer. it Akiva Schaefer? Yeah. Yeah, from Lonely Island is like uh, Rod's little brother. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, it's kind of like one of those stupid, funny movies, but I mean, it's good for a chuckle, for sure. Underrated, maybe maybe gets too much hate. I mean, I remember, I've never seen it either, and it just looked stupid from what I remember of it, but I guess it I mean, has Yeah, its that's the point, I think. Yeah. But I think you'd yeah. like. I, I think you'd you'd laugh at least once. Like if you didn't laugh during that entire movie, I'd be pretty surprised. I don't know if that's like set, that's not setting the bar very high no. for a comedy, but yeah. I mean, I think you'd probably find a couple of things at least okay. mildly funny. <laughs> Chuckle so, here. It's a it's yeah. a good pick. It for sure fits in the hidden gem though, because no one like it's very obscure. I, I find. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a Mike like and before... Dave need wedding date situation. Mm, not like it, really, it, no. It fall I, I was... like a pretty comparable to that. I would say not even close. No. This was before Andy Samberg was even like a thing. Like, you know, like this was back when he was doing SNL digital shorts like every Saturday and that's it. Um, you know, now he's kind of like a household name or, or whatever. For but sure. uh, this was like his first shot at, at anything. And, uh, yeah, like, it didn't do great, and not a lot of people give it a chance, so, I mean, yeah. I've watched it a couple times, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, I've watched it a couple times, so. Kurt, Curtis, would you put it in the same category as, like, Napoleon Dynamite? It's, it's Where got those like vibes, some funny sure. parts. It's, like, no, it's like, just, yeah. yeah, like, yeah, you're not laughing the whole time for Napoleon exactly. Dynamite, but, like, there's some unique things about Napoleon Dynamite that make it, like, that kind of make it stand out. It's similar things with with uh, Hot Rod, I think, for sure. It's a good comparable. Nacho Libre. <laughs> <laughs> I would put it above Nacho Libre, to be honest. But, uh, but like, below Napoleon, just because of... Just because of what Napoleon Dynamite was. You know, it was just, like, so unique and it's so big when it came out. Like, everyone was quoting Napoleon Dynamite when it came yeah. out. I quote Hot Rod right? all the time. No one knows what the fuck I'm talking about. So, <laughs> <laughs> so watch it. Okay. Will do. Thanks, Ryan. Good. I, I, I love the submission, so thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, guys. Do we want to quickly like throw out honorable mentions? or? Sure, yeah. We can if you guys want to. I don't know. I didn't. Uh, yeah, I like, had a couple. Do you yeah, want I had to a couple okay. I was juggling. I don't know. Go if, ahead, uh, Curtis. Yeah? Wow. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Shit, put me on the spot. I can I was, go first if you want. I mean, well, I had a couple. I was thinking okay. of, uh, I was thinking of putting Dread on there, uh, which I recently ooh, I like rewatched. Dread. I really, really liked it the first time. Um, I didn't like it as much the second time. I don't know why that was, but when I first watched Dread, I really, really liked it. It was really cool. Um, I think like Carl Urban is one of those guys that. Uh, 
Like, he doesn't really get a lot of notoriety. And I, I, I kind of like the movie because he actually never shows his face. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of like that V for Vendetta, like, uh, kind of, like, similarity where the main, like, the main actor's getting no recognition at all for playing this role, right? Um, like, no, like, probably not even a lot of people know who Carl Urban even is. Uh, but probably, the, They probably the do now with the, the boys. Yeah. Right, Billy okay. Butcher. But... But when it came out, which I think was like, I don't know, Matt, you'd, you'd know more than than I would. 15, like, 20, maybe? 2015 yeah, or 13? Yeah, I was say like... 12? It, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just a really cool concept, and uh, it's got some really cool, like, unique scenes, and uh, just really liked the movie. So that was, like, on the cusp, but for some reason there was a bit of a decline between the first and second time, so it just barely didn't make it for me. I have one. Another Shia LaBeouf movie, Honey Boy. Mm. Haven't seen it. Haven't seen it? Yeah, you should. Basically, um, he plays his dad, and it's just a story of his his upbringing when he started uh, as a child actor and and, kind of just the struggles he went through with his dad going from set to set, living situation. He, He killed that. He killed that role. Uh, I need to get on that. Speaking of uh, speaking of Shia LaBeouf, um, ha- have you guys seen Lawless? Yeah, yeah, I just saw it recently, that, actually, for the first time with uh, Shia LaBeouf and Tom Hardy. That's a that's a really sick movie that I don't yeah. really hear a lot of people. Pretty sick. That's also a hidden gem. Could yeah. be a hidden gem. Oh, yeah. That was that was close as well for me. Um, I've Another seen one. it a couple times. Yeah, it's good. Another Shia LaBeouf hidden gem, Man Down. You know what? It got really bad ratings. Uh, where he plays a, a war veteran with PTSD. So it, it's it. definitely a hidden gem because um, it was it was really like shafted uh, in reviews by actual vets because they said mm-hmm. it's a poor representation of PTSD. But it, it, to be fair, it, it was kind of like an exaggerated um, portrayal of it. But uh, just in terms of acting chops, like the guy doesn't disappoint. What about the tax collector? Oh, was that a hidden? Gem? So, <laughs> so no. So again, like, don't get me wrong. He, he's a great actor. That ju- that movie just was an awful, awful script. Like it was just kind of bad. When you said like another Shia movie, I thought you were gonna say Fury. Like I was sure that was gonna be on your list, but maybe that isn't as much. Of I don't a think that's gem. a hidden gem. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that got quite a bit of mm-hmm. Brad Pitt attention um, and noise. John yeah. Bernthal. That, that was a sick movie. Michael's Michael Pena. Yeah. yeah. Is that his name? Yeah. Sick yeah. role in that movie. Also, director and writer David Ayer, who also directed and wrote Tax Collector. So that's kind of I was going into it with like a. Thinking it would be decent, but uh, script was kind of just writing was kind of bad. You hate to see it. Yeah. The Shia movie I was talking about was American Honey. He killed. He's not the main character, but he kills it in that movie. So I haven't yeah, seen that I'm, one yet. Yeah, it's long though. It's like two forty, two thirty. Yeah. Okay. It's 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 a it's a journey. Like, but it's <laughs> it's messed up actually. It's really good. Really okay. Yeah. I'll just shoot my three uh, honorable mentions all in a row. Um, one was American History X, Ooh. but I'm like, I think everyone's yeah, heard of I, it I or don't seen think it's a it. Gem. So yeah, 
but everyone needs to see amazing. it. Super important Super movie. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then another one is Requiem for a Dream with Jared Leto. Yeah. And Jennifer Connelly. Like, one of the most messed up movies I've seen. Like, that's the that's hard to scene. watch. Oh, my God. Very hard to Very watch. hard. But, uh, the, yeah, yeah, unreal. Okay, yeah, you've seen Okay, good. Um, yeah, yeah. And the, la- <laughs> the last one was Alpha Dog. Have you guys heard of that? I think so. Yeah, uh, with Emil Hirsch, Justin Timberlake, and a young Anton Yelchin. Yeah. And Ben Foster's in it. It's really good, actually. It, it's powerful. I haven't seen yeah. it either. Definitely, like, I've seen parts of it. That was definitely another movie that would kind of just, like, run on TV back when I was a little younger. 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. on a weekday. Just... Yeah. You know, just skips It was big when it came out. It was big when it came out, but then it got lost in more movies coming out every year. So, JT is Look. a pretty talented guy. Like, uh, I don't know mm-hmm. if he, like, I mean, he's, I think he's hilarious. He's a pretty good actor and like, he's just super talented. So yeah. I'll give anything that he's in at least a try. Yeah. Me honorable mentions would be like Nightcrawler, a good time. They're almost on my list. Like I had them initially on my list, but then I just made some mm-hmm. last minute <laughs> amendments and, uh, here we are. So that's, that's it. Excellent. All right. Well, I, think that's I had a good, good. I had one to... more. What's up? I had one more. Fire it off. That uh, <laughs> this was like this was actually like from when I was younger, and uh, I watched a lot. Um, another kind of cheesy one, but I just wanted to throw it out there just because I watched it so many times as a kid, and uh, it was with. Matthew McConaughey, Christian Bale, a young Gerard Butler. And I know what it is, yeah. Reign of Fire, which is like a uh, a movie about basically like uh, London, well, like a, um, uh, a boy in London whose mom like awakens a dragon, which sounds kind of lame, yeah, I'll admit. But uh, I, I don't know, like it, it actually like for its time and like, a movie based around dragons i actually thought it was kind of cool and uh you know matthew mcconaughey christian bale had a pretty good uh like rapport back and forth based on their characters gerard butler kind of played this like happy-go-lucky kind of comedic presence in a world that was basically ravaged by dragons and and uh yeah like it was it was uh i thought it was like pretty good when i was younger and I, I had watched it like five or six times as well so uh you know if you ever see the chance and you haven't watched it i'd recommend it's got some pretty good uh, a pretty good cast and a decent story i think no i liked it too i rented that when it came out i was like 12 i loved nice. it it was yeah. aw- but it didn't get any better as i got older but it's still a very enjoyable movie mm-hmm. very I agree. enjoyable that's like exactly yeah. my same stance on it like we yeah. were at that age where this was really cool back when it yeah. came out. Like I saw it in theaters and, oh, wow. and, uh, it like, it definitely drops off a bit as you get older, but I, I still have watched it like within the last couple years, a couple times. And it's still like an enjoyable movie. Uh, I tried to pick movies that I had watched quite a few times and that didn't drop off. So because this one was a little bit, uh, weaker, I guess, uh, as time went on, it didn't make my list, but still, uh, worthy of a mention i think yeah yeah no it was definitely sounds interesting and worthy of cutting me off but um 
<laughs> it was like the the dread effect, right? Like that's why you didn't put on your list because like first time you loved it, and there's that nostalgia too that maybe clouds your judgment. Yeah, of... big time. Well, I think like it's a good uh, place to wrap it up. There, I've been uh, listing off a bunch of hidden gems there, so I hope we've given you all some good movies to watch. Bug on my list now. Just um, <laughs> got a lot to get on now. A lot of catching up to do. So, Curtis, Bassam, thanks a lot, you guys, for joining us. Absolutely killed it. Any final words for the audience? Yeah, uh, thanks for having me. Like, I really enjoyed this episode. Um, rough start for me at the beginning, but I got better. So, uh, <laughs> hopefully in the near future, I get to come on for a sixth time. <laughs> Make it happen. MJ, get that sixth ring. <laughs> Yeah, um, ditto to what Sam said. Thanks, guys, for having me. It was really fun. It was pretty hard to think of the list. And yeah. I'm sure as you guys did, I kind of fought with it for a bit, but I'm happy with my uh, with my choices. And thank you guys as well for sharing uh, your insights and your, your lists. Once again, like Sam said, definitely have a lot to, to check out now. So it uh, should be good. Thanks, guys. Yeah, big time. And yeah, Matt, any final notes for the audience? Yeah, like, I had this one. I'm probably going to be my favorite episode or one of mine. Like, and you guys killed it, Basam and Curtis. And I can't wait to check out the movies I haven't watched. Um, and you guys are welcome back anytime. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks guys. Ditto to that as well. So yeah, thanks a lot everybody for listening. Stay tuned for episodes dropping every two Mondays. Stay safe. Love you all. Yeah. Peace.